You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Sooners Nation, and welcome to a Victory Monday edition of the Locked On Sooners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for joining me. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams, and you can read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at the Soonerswire.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners and on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. And we've got a very special Victory Monday edition of the show today. The Oklahoma Sooners knocked off the West Virginia Mountaineers 16-13. Knocked off and maybe a little bit of a strong word. They held on for a 16-13 win over the Mountaineers in the opener of Big 12 play. And we will get into that. We've got several things to talk about. We're going to talk about the game, give you a brief recap. Then we'll talk about who stood out the most, which players definitely had a good game. And then we got to talk about the situation with Spencer Rattler at some point in this in this episode. We'll do that. But this was a really interesting game. You know, it first started off, both teams scored on their opening possession. The West Virginia Mountaineers had a 17-play drive to kick it off. They ended up with a touchdown. The Oklahoma Sooners responded with a methodical drive of their own, ending in Austin Stogner's first touchdown since he injured his leg against Kansas last season. And that was that was such a huge moment, I think, for the team, for Austin Stogner in you know himself, you know, just to be able to you know, get that one in the goal line for Spencer Rattler to hit him with that pass. It was a really well-thrown ball. They mentioned it on the broadcast, but he put that up and away from the defender. Austin Stogner used his size, his length to go up there and snatch that ball out of the air. And that's what the Oklahoma Center, Oklahoma Sooners need is they need to find a guy over the middle, especially in the red zone, but they've been really good in the red zone so far. And I think that was just an evident, a little bit more evidence of how good this offense can be when they're clicking on all cylinders, when they get the ball out quickly. We talked about it on the show a lot last week, how one of the major issues with Spencer Rattler and with the Oklahoma Sooners offense is when they're trying to develop something down the field and deep, the, the offensive line just hasn't been able to hold up. Spencer Rattler maybe is holding the ball a little bit too long. When they get the ball out quickly, they're efficient, they're effective on offense. And you know, so after those first two drives, you know, seven, seven tie, it was a defensive battle. I mean, that's really what it turned into to, and, you know, there's just punts after punts and a lot of it due to pretty good defense. You know, the Oklahoma Sooners on after their first scoring touchdown, they actually got an interception by Deller and Turner. Yale. it was a very athletic play, read the quarterback's eyes perfectly, saw what was happening, what was developing and made a great play on the ball. And as I mentioned in the broadcast, you know, it was third and long, probably going to end up punting anyway. And so, you know, he's just, you know, Jared Diggy's just trying to make a play. Totally get that. But such a such a nice play, a heck of a play by Deller and Turner Yale to come down with that ball. And now that's four straight games. The Oklahoma Sooners have created a turnover this year. We've been asking for that, right? We've been asking for a defense that creates turnovers. Now that we have a defense that creates turnovers, after years of preaching it, Alex Grinch has that defense that does that. So yeah, just a back and forth battle, back and forth defensive battle in the first half bleeds over into the second half. You know, as the, you know, the West Virginia Mountaineers take a 10 seven lead into halftime, Oklahoma ties it with an early field goal in the third quarter. And again, they just keep kind of going back and forth. The Oklahoma Sooners turn it over on downs at one point in time on a run from Kennedy Brooks, where, you know, if you're going to run it in that situation, which I, I totally don't mind you running it, but if you're going to run it in that situation, then 
why would you run it right at the heart of their defense, the strength of their defense being the interior? Hakeem or Akeem Mesador was great yesterday. Dante Stills is fantastic. You're running right into the teeth of those guys. I feel like you probably should have come up with something a little bit better. Again, I don't mind the play call, but you want to get the, you know, try and stretch it out to the edge, create some open space. But I would have preferred, honestly, that they throw it because they were having a little bit of success, especially in the short, quick passing game when they threw the football. Again, you know, it's all hindsight. You know, had it worked, obviously would have might have called it a great call. But even before they, you know, as they're lining up, I'm thinking they're about to run this, but they need to throw it. But again, hindsight's fit, you know, 2020. They had a nice conversion earlier uh, in the game to pick up a fourth down. And so, you know, that that really stalled out that drive. Uh, West Virginia wasn't really able to do much with it. And and again, they traded field goals, you know, then heading into the fourth quarter. You know, it, it's still a lot of inconsistent offense. Spencer Rattler had a couple nice throws where it looked like he was about to hit a receiver deep, under through one ball on the very next play, over through Drake Stoops. And really, that's kind of a, a microcosm of what his season has been. Just fraction of a difference and, or you know, a yard short or a yard long. And that's just kind of where he's been all year. Just nothing that's been like, especially on the deep ball in particular, just nothing that's been right on target. Um, I feel like a lot of times he's, he's under throwing guys because might be afraid of overthrowing them. I don't know. Or he's afraid of making a mistake, but at least, you know, I would almost rather see a guy overthrow a player than underthrow him because you overthrow a guy on a deep ball and he's behind the defense, then nobody's going to get to that ball. You underthrow a deep ball and your receiver is behind the defense, there's a lot of thing, a lot of bad things that can happen. So, I mean, we'll talk more about Spencer Rattler coming up later, but it, it just was, yeah, just the offensive inconsistency that really stems from having an offensive line that had a really hard time keeping up with a West Virginia defensive front that's really, really good. Like, it's a really good defensive front. I mean, Dante Stills is probably going to be a first-round draft pick. If not a first-round draft pick, he'll be in, in the top two rounds. Akeem Mesador, I mean, he's looking like he's going to be a player as well and someone who might push for the first round here in a couple of years. He's just a sophomore, which is incredible. But can't say enough about the West Virginia defense. I thought they played a really good game, had a really nice game plan. And I think, you know, the Oklahoma defense played really, really well too. And I'll talk about that coming up in the, in the next segment, but the Oklahoma Sooners did what they needed to do at the end of the game. They got the ball back on their own eight yard line, just over three minutes left to play Spencer Rattler and the offense just methodical, just, you know, little chunks here, little chunks here. They ran the ball pretty effectively on that last drive, but Spencer Rattler, he went six of six for 54 yards. Now that's a guy who was getting booed in the stadium. There were chants for Caleb Williams in the stadium. And he goes and he responds like that. To me, that shows a ton of mental toughness. And we've seen that out of Spencer Rattler in his time with the Oklahoma Sooners. We saw it last year after he got benched for Tanner Mordecai. This is a guy that is resilient. He's mentally tough and he's going to respond to the adversity. He gave them a chance to win yesterday. He put them in position. Gabe Burkich hit the game-winning field goal, which is what Gabe Burkich does, right? We're, we're not shocked by that at all. And so, I mean, it, it wasn't a great game. Again, you know, we're, we're talking about a team that won a game 
that was an underwhelming performance on the offensive side of the football. The defense, I think, played really, really well. And yeah, there's some some things that they need to clean up, some things that they need to look at doing differently schematically. And I want to talk about those here in the next segment, as well as a couple of players that I think stood out really, really well. Uh, but yeah, there, there's some things to clean up for sure as they get ready to play uh, several more Big 12 games, like a K-State coming to town. Or sorry, they go to Manhattan to play K-State. And you know we know that's going to be a tough matchup. Chris Kleiman's had the uh, Oklahoma Sooners number and Lincoln Riley's number since joining the Big 12 or joining K-State. And yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a dogfight. It is. But we'll come about we'll come up next. We'll we'll talk about you know which Sooners stood out in a positive way. And a couple of things I feel like the Oklahoma defense needs to do a little bit differently as they get ready to play K-State. But first, let me talk to you about prize picks. Prize picks is fantasy sports made easy. Do you play daily fantasy? I've played daily fantasy sports. I've played on the two you know, major daily fantasy sports sites, and it's just not for me, man. You're playing against thousands and thousands of different entries, and I feel like the game is rigged. Like, unless you are constantly studying what's going on or you have a lot of money to invest, then it's going to be a hard time to win. But prize picks is great, especially if you love prop bets because prize picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world. and offers all the star players of the power five, as well as the mid major players you might not have ever heard of prize picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interception zone. Prize picks also allows mixed sport entries. So you can take the over on LeBron James with points or the under and the under on Pat Mahomes in the same entry. And you can win. So use the award-winning app on both the App Store and on Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com. Use promo code Locked On to get a 100% match over at prizepix.com. And now let's talk about a couple of things I feel like the Oklahoma Sooners defense needs to do a little bit differently. So in this game, and if you, you know, if you watch the game, uh, you probably noticed it on a lot of pass attempts from Jarrett Deggie and the West Virginia team is they'd run this flare from the running back who's kind of flare out to one side of the formation or another on the snap. And like immediately when he did that, a linebacker would chase after him. It didn't matter if the ball was going that direction or not. The linebacker followed him. And in some instances, that's a good thing. Like you, you don't want that running back to be able to catch that swing pass in space. You don't want your linebacker getting like caught up in the muck of the crossing routes, things like that, which is what happened on the first touchdown that Tulane scored uh, in week one. But, or maybe I don't remember what touchdown it was. It might not have been the first touchdown, but it, in, in my memory banks, that's what it sounds like. But Every time they did that, it pretty much left somebody wide open for a reception because the Oklahoma Sooners were dropping into zone. And when that linebacker, I mean, they were playing like zone mostly, but then they were playing man on that running back or he was the cover two, you know, the short cover two backer there. I mean, he's just basically running away from the play. And while I get what Alex Grinch is trying to do on that, you, you telegraphed it a little bit too easily, right? you gotta, you gotta allow that linebacker there to hesitate, like stay home just for a second and just make Jared Daigie think about throwing that ball. And honestly, is it worse to have him throw that swing pass 
to the flaring running back, or is it worse to have a wider open receiver eight, nine yards down the field that, that nobody's there to cover? To me, that's the risk reward. Now, the defense had a great game, only allowed 13 points over the last couple of weeks. They've only allowed a total of 29, averaging 14 and a half points per game. In the last three weeks, they're averaging around nine points a game, 9.6 points a game, something like that. Quick math off the top of my head. And I mean, pretty good. But again, you know, obviously Western Carolina is a different, you know, competition level than Nebraska and West Virginia. So great game plan. Like he, they played a really good football game. The thing that really stood out, one of the things that really, really stood out to me is they only had four missed tackles on the game. And that's against a pretty decent running back in Letty Brown and a wide receiver group that was big and physical and could make some people miss. The Oklahoma Sooners, they rallied well to the football. They played good team defense. When there was a tackle to be made, more often than not, they made it. You weren't seeing a ton of missed tackles, which was an issue, you know, a little bit against Nebraska, a little bit of a little bit of an issue against uh, Tulane. And so you're, you're happy to see them clean that up a little bit. I think something that was really important is that they did were able to keep Letty Brown out of the end zone. He's a guy who had five rushing touchdowns coming into this game and had just come off a 160 plus yard effort against Virginia tech. And they held him to like 3.7 yards per carry on the, on the day, the rush defense for Oklahoma held West Virginia to, I think it was like 2.3 yards per carry. That's pretty good. I mean, that's really good considering that's what they wanted to do more than they wanted to throw it. You didn't allow them any easy yards on the ground that help that would help them set up play action, things like that. So really good, you know, defensive effort by the Oklahoma Sooners, good game plan by Alex Grinch, aside from just a little bit of the problem that I have with, you know, just sprinting the linebacker out of the play immediately. I'd like to see them mix that up a little bit. Maybe, you know, instead of sprinting the linebacker out, drop that linebacker, make, have the DB there to, to be the tackler on the running back. Yeah. It, it creates a bit of a mismatch in space, but you're, you're not allowing that easy pitch, pitch and catch right there to that, to that wide receiver. Uh, another thing that stood out was man, the play of Latrell McCutcheon. I felt like that dude brought a fire and an energy to this game. That was a lot of fun to watch. I mean, he had one tackle in particular where he like darted up from his cornerback spot, made a tackle in space on the running back. I think it was a tackle for loss even just in the run game. And it was just like, he, he played so fast on that one. It was like, dude, where, where was that? Where did that come from? Cause he was aggressive, made a sure tackle and it was either for a loss or for no gain. And then he had the, the strip, you know, he worked real hard to force the fumble and now Oklahoma wasn't able to recover it, but you love the attitude and mentality of the guy just ripping at the ball, trying to do whatever he could to get that ball away from West Virginia. And it almost worked, but I felt like he had a really nice game pro football focus listed him with just two targets against him. And he didn't allow a reception. That's pretty great. You know, for a freshman cornerback playing in the big 12, that's a really good performance. So he really stood out in a positive way. Obviously, man, Deller and Turner Yell, a big game for him. I felt like kind of in the negative, I felt like the pass rush was having a hard time. And, you know, some of this is credit to the West Virginia game plan. They got the ball out of Jarrett Diggy's hands pretty quickly in most instances. He wasn't sitting back there holding the ball for very long. On the times where he did maybe hold back and, and try to let something develop downfield, the Oklahoma Sooners defense had a hard time getting there. And I think some of that obviously is credit to West Virginia. But 
yeah, you know, this is a team that's going to be able to create pressure. I don't think we're all that concerned about that. It's just they weren't really able to affect that much in this game. Offensive line for the Oklahoma Sooners, man, it was a mess. You know, Spencer Rattler was sacked four times. I feel like he's at this point where he doesn't necessarily trust the offensive line to hold up because even when there is a clean pocket, he's pretty quick to bail on it. There was one play where uh, he ended up running for some yardage, and but he had a decent pocket to work from, but maybe felt that pressure coming and felt like, oh, that's not gonna really going to hold up. The offensive line is not going to hold up. I got to get out. Uh, you know, I don't, I really don't blame him much for, you know, some of the miscues, because if you don't have, if you don't feel like you've got a clean pocket to throw from, it's going to be hard to be accurate. It's going to be hard to kind of maintain that, that composure that you need to. And I get where some of the people are coming from wanting to see Caleb Williams. And this is the age old question of the starter versus the backup and teams always love the backup quarterback. Now in college football, it's a little bit different because the guy that is the backup is a very highly recruited player as well for Oklahoma. It's not like in the NFL where like the backup is like a guy that maybe is probably not good enough to start for anybody. Well, Caleb Williams is good enough to start, but at the same time, this is a guy that really hasn't played against high level competition in college football, had to sit out all of 2020 because of COVID got some reps and he's had some reps in this, this season, mostly against Western Carolina looks sharp, but is that somebody you really want to throw out there behind a less than effective offensive line in a tight ball game and say, Hey, go, go make a play, go win a, win us a game. I don't know. Now maybe it's somebody you want to put out there in situations like West Virginia was using with green their their backup quarterback. But I don't think this is a situation where you need to move on from Spencer Rattler. And we saw, you know, in the at the end of the game that he was a guy that was able to 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 lead your team and get in this get in the scoring position. And the offensive line came up with a big drive on that one. You know, they were running the football effectively. They were um, providing really good pass protection for for Spencer Rattler. And that's something that they need to continue to work to shore up because the offensive line just hasn't been good this year. And, and it wasn't very good against West Virginia. And again, you know, the competition level for West from West Virginia is really strong. Sorry about that. I need to get a drink of coffee there. And I think this is a team that is going to get better because they're not going to see defensive fronts like West Virginia every single week. So I think they'll show some improved play at times, but they finally, they need to settle on, on a group of guys, it's going to be the same group of guys that they roll with every single week. Because as we've talked about it on this show before, we've talked about it with former offensive linemen on this show. Continuity is key. You got to have continuity along the offensive line because that continuity helps improve communication. It helps improve cohesion and chemistry. I mean, three C's of offensive line, you know, play it's continuity, communication, cohesion, and they need that and chemistry. You know, that's what all of that leads to. And the better, you know, the more continuity you have along your offensive line, the better those other things get. And it's not just like communication and chemistry, you know, and pass protection, because so much of it is about feeling. You you got to know where each guy's going to be. You got to know what they're going to do. Like when a team's running a stunt, you got to be able to know like, oh yeah, okay, I'm going to be able to pass this guy off in the stunt. And my center is going to pick them up or my right guard is going to pick them up or, Hey, we're in, we're running a combo block here between myself and the right guard. I got to know whenever I got to know when he's got them, 
well controlled and I can disengage and move on to the second level and get that linebacker so that my running back can get to a second level and maybe create a big play. So they've got to figure something out along the offensive line. But coming up next, let's talk about Spencer Rattler. Let's talk about the booming situation. We'll do that here on Locked On Sooners. But first, I got to talk to you about Sweat Block. Sweat Block is the doctor-created, doctor-recommended antiperspirant that works for up to seven days per use. If Sweat Block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. That is the dry shirt guarantee. Sweat Block is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night, before bedtime, go to bed. The next morning, you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat guaranteed. If you deal with excessive sweating, you got somebody in your family that does, they've got a big presentation coming up, got a hot date that you're afraid of going on and pitting out, then make sure you go to sweatblock.com. You can go to sweatblock.com, use promo code locked on and get 20% off of your next order. Again, if you or someone you love is dealing with this, then you have to check out Sweatblock. It's available also on Amazon or CVS. It has been a bestseller on Amazon for years, but go to sweatblock.com, use promo code locked on and get 20% off your first order. And we also got to talk to you about Built Bar. You know Built Bar. We've been talking about Built Bar for a year now. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Easy to eat, 100% covered in chocolate, and it tastes great. That peanut butter brownie, it hits home every single time. I absolutely love it. It is a great meal replacement, great for your workout, and it and it's fantastic. Only 130 to 180 calories, 17 or 18 grams of protein, only four or five grams of sugar, and four or five grams of net carbs. You can't go wrong. No matter what diet you're on, this is the protein bar for you. So go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. Betting on the Oklahoma Sooners on the NFL, the NBA coming up, doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast Brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. And yeah, this this show and all of our Lockdown shows are available for free on Apple, Google, Spotify, and the Odyssey app. You can download, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast. We are here for you five days a week covering the Oklahoma Sooners. Also check out the Lockdown Big 12 podcast where we have our weekly roundtable every Thursday that show drops. It's such a great time, a lot of fun. We got Lockdown Horn Frogs host Stephen Simcox, Lockdown Pokes host Linda Godfrey, and Lockdown Big 12 host Josh Neighbors, who runs the roundtable. And then joining us coming up is going to be Lockdown Cougars from BYU, Jacob Hatch. So that's going to be a lot of fun bringing in a future Big 12 member as the Oklahoma Sooners will be heading out the door. But man, let's talk about the Spencer Rattler situation. Let's talk about the booing at the stadium. Now, let me first preface this by saying, if you are paying to go to a football game, you're paying good money to go to a football game. Aside from like straight up assaulting somebody or throwing something at the field, or, I mean, I'm, I'm not a fan of like shouting expletives at players or officials, you know, just because there's families around and kids around and things like that. But if you're paying to go to a game, you kind of get the right to fan however you want. Like you bought that seat. And again, aside from like breaking the law or breaking the rules of the stadium, you can, I mean, it's your right to do that. With that being said, man, it, it's pretty sorry. Like at home in a tight game, your quarterback's playing decent. He's not off. Like he's not playing terribly. He's not throwing three or four picks. You're not getting blown out and you're booing Spencer Rattler. Like this is the guy that, played really well last year down the stretch. Like, let's not forget that at the end of the big 12 season after, you know, he got benched against Texas and came back, he played really good football. 
he was really good. And that's the reason he was a Heisman Trophy front runner heading into this season and somebody who was projected to potentially be the number one overall draft pick in 2022 because he was really good in his first year as a starter for the Oklahoma Sooners. Yeah, he threw like four or five interceptions in the first four or five games. But after that, he just threw two over the final, I guess it was five interceptions in the first four, and then he threw two over the final seven games. So this was a guy that got better as the season went along. He was somebody who improved and he was somebody who you expected to take another step. And I get, yes, this year has been disappointing. It's not gone how anybody's anticipated. Those point spreads aren't getting covered and the Oklahoma Sooners are are having to win dogfights. They're winning defensive battles. Ironic, right? Like this is a team that for years was winning games 50 to 47 or 30 to, you know, 38 to 33 or something like that. And now all of a sudden we're winning defensive battles because the offense just isn't holding up. And we talked about it last segment. The offensive line just isn't as good as it has been. I mean, there's no Creed Humphrey. There's no Orlando Brown. There's no Adrian Ely. I mean, even though he was an undrafted free agent last year, he was still taken in by an NFL team to, to camp. And he's with the Baltimore Ravens. I think he's on the practice squad. And so, yeah, man, I, I don't get the whole booing your starting quarterback. I mean, if you want your team to do well, like how is that going to build confidence in them? And sure, you know, they're mostly adults. Like he's a, he's out of high school, he's in college, but it's just, it's just kind of sorry to me, man. Like, especially like going on Twitter after the game and tagging a player, any player, in my opinion, if you go on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, Instagram, and you tag a player or you get in their mentions and are trying to tell them how bad they are at the sport. Like, that's just pretty sorry. And man, I, I like, I love the Sooners and I want them to do well. And yeah, I want Spencer Rattler to play better, but Lincoln Riley's tied the ship to Spencer Rattler and he's going to be the quarterback. And while Caleb Williams is the future and he could provide some things that I, I grant you, he could probably provide some things and maybe provide a spark at times. But is he a guy that's ready to lead the Oklahoma Sooners on a Big 12 title run? I don't know. I don't know if you get that much better with Caleb Williams stepping in behind this offensive line that's not been very good against a West Virginia defensive front that's one of the best in the Big 12, if not one of the best in the country. Like, how does that help the offensive line? How does that help build Caleb Williams' confidence? I don't know. I mean, it wasn't, and it wasn't that Spencer Rattler had a bad day either. I mean, his stats weren't like staggering. He didn't have a big 300-yard, 350-yard game. But, I mean, he completed, I think it was like 70-something percent of his passes. Yeah, they're going to make me do math because I don't have it right here. But, I mean, he averaged 7.1 yards per attempt, which is not bad. That's pretty solid. That's better than last week against Nebraska. You know, he did have the one interception, which was not a great throw. But it took an incredible play to pick it off. You know, they got tipped up in the air and then had to, uh, they had to come down with it. He completed 72% of his passes. Like, that's a pretty solid day. And when teams aren't really giving you anything down downfield and you're just taking what you, you can get underneath, yeah, I mean, it, you're gonna, that's just kind of the way it's going to be. You're not going to have staggering numbers. And so, I mean, you can, like I said, you can fan the way you want to fan. Don't, but don't, man, don't boo a guy. Like, don't boo a player that's really trying his hardest. He's putting the work in. He's, he's playing fairly well. 
behind an, you know, an offensive line that's not playing great behind receivers that are having a hard time getting open downfield at times. Did he miss some throws? Absolutely. You want him to hit those deep balls down the middle. Did he miss a, a wide open Drake soup? Sure. Absolutely. I mean, he's not without his faults, no doubt, but he's still a really good quarterback. And I don't know if you've seen what, what happened with the rest of the big 12 or across college football yesterday, but I mean, or on Saturday, there were a lot of players, a lot of teams that got bad quarterback play and games that ended up in upsets. I mean, you're Iowa state, you lost to Baylor. Nobody expected Baylor to be any good, but there, here they are beating Iowa state. Maybe you just ran into a good West Virginia team. That was a bad matchup for you because your offensive line is just still a little bit shaky. And that's okay. Like you came away with a win. You're four and this is a team that probably would have lost that game last year. They did lose these games last year. I mean, they were down 14 or they had 14 point leads and they lost these games last year. So let's just enjoy the win. Let's take it as a win. Obviously there are things that they need to clean up things. They got to get better on, but do we trust Lincoln Riley and do we trust Alex Grinch to help them get better? I, for one, for the most part do now I saw some issues with some, you know, Lincoln Riley's play calling. And I, you know, we talked about the schematic issues that I feel like Alex Grinch is dealing with, but it's still a good team. When we saw Mike Woods break out, I failed to mention him in the last segment as somebody who had a really good game, but for the fourth week in a row, you had a fourth different receiver leading the Oklahoma suitors in receiving. So we'll get more into that. We'll, you know, on, on tomorrow's show, I'll give you my three stars of the game. We'll talk a little bit about what happened in the big 12 and we'll continue to break down the Oklahoma Sooners win, win, mind you, big win over West Virginia on Saturday. But that's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked On Sooners podcast. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. Subscribe, follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. It's available free on the Google app, Apple, Spotify, and the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And until tomorrow, my name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams and read my work at the Sooners Wire at USA Today. Boomer Sooner.